Welcome to Episodes in Troubled Thinking, a podcast that explores the inside-out nature of life and how our thinking often gets us in trouble. This podcast is a collaboration between two transformative coaches, yours truly, Antti Vanhanen from Finland and Steven Nash from the UK. On this podcast, we take turns coaching each other on various topics and occasionally we'll discuss broader topics about being human. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Antti and Steve. Welcome to another episode of Episodes in Trouble Thinking. Um, today I am joined by my fellow host, uh, Steve M. Nash, and we are interviewing the one and only Jill Whalen. Welcome, Jill. Thank you, Auntie. Hello, Jill. Hi, Steve. It's great to be here. So, uh, yeah, it's great to have you. Um, so, I came across you first on, on some of the um, similar Facebook groups when I came across the Inside Out Understanding. And very early on, you were you were someone that um, you know you, you you commented on a lot of things, but you also seem to have a really good take almost all of the time. So, in uh, in my mind, I kind of came to see you as a sort of um, a good person to go to when you weren't sure what the answer was. And uh, so I've I've followed a lot of what you've been been writing and doing ever since. And uh, I've read your book. Um, and I really enjoyed that, and I thought it was a, a very powerful, very personal uh, story that I think is going to help a lot of people. So, um, I am, that book is called Victim of Thought, Seeing Through the Illusion of Anxiety, and um, I warmly, I, I recommend it very much. So, uh, with that intro out of the way, um, I'd love to hear kind of, um, I mean, I've read a lot about it, how it is in the book, but I'd love for perhaps Steve and the, uh, our audience to hear uh, where you were uh, earlier in your life and then how you came to see the inside out nature of life and, and how that kind of impacted impacted you. Would you mind giving us uh, you know, a little background? Sure. Um, first, you know, thanks. Thanks for having me here. I, I listen to you guys a, a lot. And so it's kind of cool to, <laughs> to be here talking, talking to you. Um, so thanks for that. Um, and 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 thanks for the kind introduction about my my writing and stuff. That seems to be a, a, a skill of mine to be able to put things easily into writing that people can understand. That now we'll see how it, how it it doesn't always translate as well when I speak. But <laughs> but, but uh, mm. <laughs> we'll see I'm getting better. Um, uh, so how, I mean, do you want me to? How far back do you want me to go when I first learned about this? Or well, I mean, uh, I, I know that you used to work in. Um search engine optimization mm -hmm. uh, and that kind of stuff and your life was was quite a bit different you talked about um so uh, your your you know like your eating problem and and you know um drinking problem in the book to a degree and and then and it seemed like you were your life was very different to how it is now you were struggling uh you know you were going through the usual um ways that most people try to deal with it which is you know willpower and, and motivation and that route uh, uh, but then something changed for you, and I just love to hear um, what that was, and uh, and and what was that, it that you yeah, saw. That sounds good. Um, yeah, so I had my own business. I was a pioneer in the SEO uh, industry, search engine optimization, which is just you know for people who don't know, getting your website found in in Google, um, which it wasn't Google back in the day when I started, but. 
Um, so yeah, I, I was going along in my life seemingly happy, um, not knowing really that, not knowing anything about anxiety or, you know, just happy, married, had three kids, um, going about my life, um, having my business, doing well, being successful. But um, at some point I was getting overweight. Um, you know, I mean, as you get older, especially as a woman, I, you know, that's not unusual, but um, I had never been an overweight person for the most part. So I knew for a few years I really should do something and try to lose weight. I, I wasn't, you know, humongous or anything, but um, I knew I should do something, and, and I thought about it for a while and didn't do anything. Finally, I decided to, to, to just do it, and um, I didn't, you know, I'd never really gone on diets or anything, and I always was sort of against dieting, just uh, the thought of it, you know, it, it always seemed dumb, but I, I knew I had to do it, so I, you know, just did the traditional counting calories, I used apps and Fitbit and stuff like that, but it, it started to, it was kind of fun in a way, because I had the apps, and I learned about eating, you know, healthier and things like that, but the cool thing was, it sort of changed my, my mindset somehow, like, like when I, you know, I lost the, some weight. I lost 25 pounds in in about six months. You know, just like a pound a week. But I, I always did it as like a. It was. I knew from the start it would be like a lifestyle change because the whole diet thing just didn't sit well with me. And that that mm. that was sort of the key for me because, you know, I, I started to learn to like vegetables and, and exercising. I was I had been doing yoga before that a little bit, but um, I got much more into yoga and, and walking and hiking and things like that. And I, I started to enjoy it. But the cool thing was that like I, I realized afterwards I was like this whole different person, <laughs> which was really weird because it's like how can you go in six months from being somebody who you know, my whole life I said, oh, well, I'm allergic to exercise and vegetables, you know, I, I thought that was funny to, to say, and, and I, you know, I just didn't do those things, and then to be somebody who, who loved vegetables, and who loved exercise, and it was, it was, it was interesting, um, so I started kind of looking into, like, you know, the whole identity thing, how can I, our identity change, and, and, and seeing how it's, just not a obviously not a fixed thing you know you can be something one day and then not another mm. so that was that was cool that was sort of my first exploration and, and the more I started I started to just you know listen to Hay House Radio and things like that um, and that that's where I came across Michael Neal um, who, who you know speaks about and writes about this inside out understanding that you guys talk about mm. um, and I heard what he was talking about and I was like this guy is a genius you know I just thought he was he was so smart I thought he made up all this stuff that he was talking about that it was like you know his ideas and I but I, I didn't know <laughs> mm. I didn't know what he was talking about like I, I knew it was right I didn't know what it was so I, I kept you know listening to more of his stuff and I sent it to my husband I'm like maybe you can you're smarter than me. You can figure out what this guy's talking about. And he listened to something too, and and he said, I, you know, he's just saying that our thoughts create our feelings. And I said, yeah, I I know, but what does that mean? Like we both heard it at some level, but we didn't mm. we didn't get it at a deeper level. But then as I started finally watching some more stuff, listening to some other stuff, I heard. Jenny, um, at the time it was Jenny Kennard and Rudy weren't do they had some workshop 
that I was watching on on YouTube or on their on their website threeprinciplesmovies.com and um, something she said just I, she said the same thing you know thoughts create our feelings but I heard it in a different way and I and I got an insight and and that really just changed um, everything for me then I could I go back to Michael and say oh now I see what he's talking about um, yeah isn't that uh, fascinating how how we can almost hear the identical thing but somehow hearing it from another person or, or in an, even in another uh, context and all of a sudden we're yeah. just like well that's it we just we just we just see it and then we can't we can never go back and unsee it and now now so many other things just kind of fall exactly. into place all it, by it, itself for me it was interesting because it was i heard it differently because it applied to a, a situation i had just had with my husband the night before we had had I, I don't know I don't want to call it even a fight but it was he said one word literally one like okay I said it's time for dinner and he said okay and I didn't like the way he said okay and and, <laughs> and I made this whole story up in my head about him being mad at me and and blah 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 and you know I was my I was going crazy in my head the whole night and and um, I wrote about this in the book this incident and it's a, it's also on my blog um, but but you know, I saw when when Jenny said something about you know our thoughts creating our our feelings or our our reality in the moment. I was like, oh my God, that's exactly what I did last night. You know, because it 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 just was so clear. So you know, I think sometimes that happens when when we can there's something in our life that we can relate what we're hearing to that um, you know you can hear it in a different way. But the 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 bigger insight came a little bit later some months later when you know like i said i had been drinking a lot um so you know i, I wasn't drinking quite as much after i once i was losing weight because more just for the calories but i still you know i i liked my mm. drinks like i made sure i had enough calories to have my drinks because it seemed to <laughs> be the thing that would relax me and um you know any worries of the day would um would go away with those first uh, couple of drinks um and and i but i i started you know understanding about how we are born happy and that you know uh, that peacefulness is inside of us and and more more and more that i started thinking i was i was listening to a lot of um videos about addiction uh, you know at first i was thinking uh, addiction i don't really care about that topic i didn't think it applied to me but i the more i was listening to them i i start, saw how life is totally one big addiction um certainly mine was and i saw in a flash uh, when i was taking a shower mm. how i had gone i, I just saw in a, a stream my whole life flashed before my eyes look seeing all these addictions um that i had through my life and um and i saw how it was just me seeking other people and things you know my kids um, best friends alcohol all these things um seeking to to make to have them make me feel better and and thinking that they were what was making me feel better and then but i i saw it clearly that well wait a minute if if happiness is inside of me and i create my own feelings my thoughts create my feelings then it's coming from me all along and not those people and that was like boom that was a, a, a game changer for me when I saw that the, the addiction like drinking just just fell away that drinking to get drunk let's say I still I can still I still do drink I'll have a glass of wine with dinner almost every night um, but that 
I do not want that, you know, feeling that you typically get from alcohol where before that's what I would I was going for. I wasn't going to waste the calories if I wasn't going to at least feel it a little bit. And uh, and I, I don't even want to, <laughs> yeah. you know, if I start to feel the slightest bit buzz now, I have to s- sort of stop drinking because it just doesn't feel good anymore. It's it's that was the major shift mm. for me. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. I have um, a, a very good dear friend of mine, and when I discovered the Inside Out Understanding, well, of course, he was like one of the, the first people that I wanted to share this with, and so he was he was instantly very curious, and he started just watching every Sid Banks video and audio that he could just get his hands on, and up until that point, you know, if if me and him we went out, you know, then. We, we drink quite a bit, you know, it wasn't very often, it was like once every two months or whatever, but uh, but when we'd meet, you know, we'd like, let's go for a beer, and, you know, we just talk about this stuff and have a couple of beers, like nothing major, but what happened with him is that after about four months of me introducing him, he just stopped drinking. He just said, like, well, I was just kind of curious, could I? And then, and he, at first he said, like, well, I'll see if I can do this for a month, and I think it's been almost a year. And he hasn't had a drop to drink, and and uh, he hasn't really felt that he's missed out on anything. It's just been a a, a fascinating turnaround. It kind of reminds yeah, me a little bit of, that, of, of your story. My insight, interestingly enough, really wasn't even about drinking. You know, it was it was more I saw my addictive friendships that I had had throughout my life. I would go from like one best friend to another, and um, I mean, mm. I knew that those were addictive, but I did I still somehow saw it in an, in a different way because I saw that it was me seeking happiness, but the drinking was just funny that that just fell away as well like it, that that wasn't wasn't even on my mind at all it was really cool yeah it's it's fascinating um did your did your husband also kind of uh, have uh, experienced this kind of a transformation has. Or? i mean he's been interested in this not, not quite the, in, the <laughs> in the same uh, i guess addictive way <laughs> as ironically enough um that i have but, um, <laughs> yeah Oops. i mean he, he he certainly has but you know what was cool because at first i always i wanted him to um learn this stuff because when i first learned it i was like oh you know I'm good, but my husband sure could use this. Um, you know, if, if only he knew this, like, everything mm. would be great. Our marriage would be perfect. Um, and, you know, I didn't, I, I was fine. <laughs> but um, it wasn't until I got to a point where I saw my own role in our relationship um, and everything that, that, that had happened with me and the, the way I acted in the relationship um, and that I could see him in a new light, in fact. It wasn't until I saw all that that I was like, I don't even care if he learns this or not. Um, and as, as it turns out, he did sort of have mm, s- yes. some insights, which I didn't, I mean, like, I, I think that's maybe a year or a year and a half ago where I, we were having, we were in Hawaii, I think, and we were having dinner and I realized, I'm like, wow, you've had some insights because he was just saying some stuff that um, I had to realize that he, he, he had under, understood. Um, but what I real what the cool thing with relationships is what what I learned was, um, you know, my my role was I, because I was an anxious person my whole life without realizing it. Um, you know, I would get anxious. I um, around if if I thought he was in a bad mood, I would start getting anxious because then that's usually like when you know you'd end up having some kind of fight or something, and my anxiety would like somehow feed on his mm. bad mood and you know that it was like this dance we played so 
he might come home in a bad mood, I'd be anxious about it, and say mm. something stupid, or whatever, and and because I because I'd be insecure, thinking it was about me, and then he, he and you know whatever would happen would happen. But but now I see. Well, if he comes home in a bad mood, he comes home in a bad mood. It's got nothing to do with me, even if it does have anything to do with me. And usually, uh, you know, it just passes. He just wants to come home and be alone for a little bit, and, and then everything's fine. And I, if I don't get anxious about it, I don't, you know, I'll, I don't do anything. I don't do or say anything dumb. I just act from, you know, presence. If I act at all, usually I just leave him alone because I've learned that's what usually is fine with him. Mm. Um, but it's and 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 seeing him yeah. differently like yeah. what i also saw was that we make up this like image in our head of people uh, that we know especially people we've we know we've known for a long time and so you know you have a certain image because of all the the things that have happened with each other through time and um and that's how you act with them uh, you you picture them as this person and just like our own image our own identity is not fixed our identity of other people are is not fixed either and when you can loosen that up and loosen your own up um you have a whole new relationship and that's pretty cool and it doesn't the other person doesn't have to change at all you just change your identity of them this image you have in your head of them and they'll change before your eyes and they also will change for real as well because you're suddenly not seeing them with anger and you know resentment and all the the years that, of stuff that you've built up with them they're they're feeling you know they're getting a better feeling from you because you're treating them nicer too mm. yeah it's like you're you're dancing with somebody and uh, you you yeah. just you just change the steps that you do and they can't help but change too you start you start you start dancing dance a different that dance. Way as well. That's what you, I've sort of experienced. You, do, you have this dance, and if you don't play your part in the dance as you usually do, it kind of like throws them off guard. And and the same with me. Like he's done it to me, where he hasn't played his part, and it's it, and I realized that it was me, you know. And I'm like, huh, yeah. <laughs> I'm the one who's uh, he's changed, and I'm I'm falling into an old pattern. I love how you. I love how you share this. I love how you share how it's impacted you. You, you do. You say that you've sort of have a talent for writing, but it, it really comes out across quite clearly. For as what I'm hearing, how how it's impacted you and the difference, the practical difference it makes, Jill. You you really share it in a lovely way. Which is good. I'm doing a relationship seminar tomorrow, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm practicing here. I mean, I, I, I've come across Jill uh, in, I actually knew about Jill um, when she was a, an SEO pioneer uh, 10 or so years ago, because um, wow. I had lots of websites and you had to sort of find out the best way to optimize your site so it could appear on search engines. The more people went to your search engine, the more uh, money you made from advertising and it was important and I I, I remember I recognized Jill's name and so I was quite surprised a few years ago to to see Jill well and I think oh gosh I recognize that name and it's, uh, it's, it's almost made me wonder who else I might have known then who might also know about the three principles <laughs> but I know that you've got um a lovely blog called what did what did you do with Jill which sort of it's on this theme of identity and it's, it's almost like 
you was you, your identity was changing before you even came across the three principles and I, I was wondering how 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 what else has changed i mean how 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 strong is your identity now i mean that's, do you know who you are because that was the first thing wh where where it had changed just from the um you know losing weight and all that but then when i when i left the seo um field which you know that had been my life for 17 plus years at that point and not just my life but but literally my passion my addiction my 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 everything it was i lived and breathed that industry um and and everything in it i knew everything about it so giving that up like was kind of cool because it for for quite a, a while at least at least a year or more and i mean still now to a certain extent i didn't really have an identity as much you know other than mother wife that kind of stuff but um it was it was interesting to have none and it was it can be uncomfortable in some ways because you don't know what to tell people I, I still don't really you know when they ask what you do you know oh i'm i'm a retired mm. seo you know what do you, what do you say <laughs> and and even now i still don't know because i'm not i mean i i doing trying to do coaching and things like that but i don't i i'm still mostly just hanging out doing whatever i feel like doing um you know being mostly being retired i guess um but it's it it is it's really interesting and it's it's cool because it, the to have an identity that to know to know that it's fluid not solid is cool because I can do and be anything I want if I feel like it um, I don't always feel like it but but um but it's but it's open and it's it's such a thing right. I mean I see that in people it's the thing that that stops them they say well I've always been this way and if I hear myself say that ever now. I, I have to say, oops, wait a minute, you know, um, let's look at that because <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I, th I think I find that so powerful because what I'm seeing more and more at the moment, like one of the hottest trends in the in the workplace is these um, <laughs> personality assessments. Mm -hmm. You know, are you an introvert, an extrovert? Are you, uh, you know, whatever yours, like INSJ or something? And, and then they try to kind of put together a team that has kind of like all the characteristics and and so many people then they do these testings like well this is who i am and and we start and at first they kind of see it as a liberating thing but it becomes a very limiting thing very quickly because it doesn't matter how introverted you are you're going to have moments when you feel extroverted and vice versa and and it's like you say you know we're we're, we're it, it's all fluid we are we we feel differently we we come across differently yes. depending and they think on the moment. In a business, you, you think that that's helpful if you know what somebody else is, which type they are, so you can you know act accordingly mm. with them. And again, that's not good either because you then have that identity of them, and and it's you know fixed in your mind, and so that's how you're going to see them. Whatever we believe is what we project onto the world, and that's what we see. And it's it's just amazing how untrue it is like nothing's true it's <laughs> it's it's kind of yeah amazing so you're um so you, you not only you're not believing in, in your own identity you're not really believing in other people's identities you're not believing in what thoughts you're having you're kind of you're believing in your thinking a lot yeah, less than you um, used to do i mean i can't say that i always do but if i catch it <laughs> yeah i i tried and you know i tried yeah. because mm. there's 
what I had been saying to people a lot of times, because, you know, we get these hard people in our life, the ones we, we know the most who seem to be the ones that can really, you know, push our buttons. And, and I had, you know... <laughs> exactly. They're called teachers, That's by the I way. I think of them now. But yeah, so it was always my <laughs> husband, my mother, and one of my daughters. And, and and I was saying that to somebody, you know, a couple months ago. Yeah, they're my, you know, hard problems or, or whatever. And then I started to think about it. I said, well, you know, well, I don't know. My husband's not so much anymore. We've, you know, I've really seemed to have, that relationship has changed. And then I thought about, you know, with my mother, too. And, and even, even, even that, she doesn't bother me quite the same way. <laughs> and, and, and then my daughter, too. And it's a lot of it is just seeing them differently like I just find my mother amusing now more than anything but you know I mean she can still get to me and and you know the same with my my daughter's probably still the, the hardest <laughs> but um but they, they exactly the teacher thing I mean I love that because that's they are the ones I'm, I learned the most from for sure certainly my husband has been my greatest teacher I, you're, um, I know that you have a Facebook group, um, Jill, uh, A Deeper Look at Consciousness, Mind and Thought. And it's not a typical three principles group because it's kind of focused on, on, on other teachers, other, other, other spiritual teachers like Rupert Spira, for example. I'm w wondering why, w could you tell us something about that? Why, why, are you still, why are you fascinated with those people rather than just like a strict three principles diet yeah, as it were. Um, yeah, I found once I started to understand the three principles such as I do, um, and there's always, of course, more to learn, um, but I found that listening to three principles stuff was getting pretty boring for me most of the time. It was, I, I felt like it was the same thing over and over again, and I didn't feel like I was often hearing much more from it. Um, and so I like to listen to other stuff as well, and I and stuff that I maybe used to listen to, say Eckhart Tolle, um, that I, I again didn't really understand but knew was true. Like now I can listen to him and say, oh, I know exactly what he's talking about. Um, but it's yeah. cool because to me the three principles is the basic building blocks of all these other um, spiritualities or, or understandings. And, and and I loved the three principles and resonated with it because it was just like with my SEO, I, I always broke it down to the ba bare essentials, the, ba the basics. To me, that was the most important thing. Once you understood the basics, everything else came from that and, and grew out of there. And that's that's what the three principles are to me, that understanding. every All the other things come out from that, but you can get a, a, a deeper meaning sometimes or just deeper into what life is and what reality is and consciousness is by listening to some other stuff so that group I, it's not very active but I if I listen to or watch something that I find interesting or deeper I get insights from I'll post them in there for for other people as well yeah I, I'm I'm the same I, I sort of I think I read the power of now maybe sort of five or ten years ago and it kind of I didn't really understand it but it shifted something in me and I'm reading it again and it's I'm finding it a lot easier to read and it's fascinating but I'm all, I am kind of reading it via a, th a three principles understanding so it's not it doesn't take me away if it's if he might say something that doesn't seem to fit with the three principles understanding or my 
take on the three principles understanding then I kind of let it go so I, I find it I just find other perspectives useful um, same with Byron Katie I'm reading a book by her at the moment um, A Mind at Home with Itself and she's she has this work which is like um, an inquiry on thinking and just getting you to sort of getting you to see that what you think isn't true I love that I just, that. just as her that. But, At but first, I didn't, I didn't like she, her stuff either because you know she called it the work, and I'm, I was like, no, I'm too lazy uh, yeah. to work. <laughs> 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 yeah. But it's, tr it's what she does is, is awesome because it's, it's exactly like you say. It just, she just twists it around like that and shows you that your whatever you believe, it's, it's not true. It could be something else. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose that's a great way to put it. That that Byron Katie's work is in 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 many ways it it shows the the how would how would I say it? like uh, the clayness of of thought that you can really mold it in in whatever form you want and then and then back again, and and none of it is solid or permanent or or true. And I, th I think she's kind of she's sort of trying to sort of um, help people get out of suffering, and her way is to once you once you stop believing your thoughts, let go of them. Then your suffering goes. It's just that simple, and it is kind of what the three principles is about. You know, what we we create our reality. So I, I'm creating my happiness and my suffering. I'm, I, I, it's it's me. All of it's me. And that's what she's. All of it, for me. Obviously, not for you, Auntie, but for me, it's yeah. it's all me. And um, the other thing, yeah. the other thing I listen to a lot that because the audios are on YouTube is the the um, course a course in miracles. Um, it's it to me. It's just all right. three principles. All of the stuff is all three principles. I just hear that, but it's the one thing that's really helped for with relationships. The um, of course in miracles because it's it's all about um, you know just for forgiving your your they say your brother because you know he, he he's not he doesn't know what he's doing and and you know and then it's all not real and, and you know life's a dream and all that stuff and it's it's the same as it's it's all yeah. what it says yes there, i i think yeah. of i think of all of these things i also including the three principles as pointers you know they're all and i see the three principles as the best pointer but i still see it as a pointer pointer to what's mm. within what you know what we could argue what it's within is to but, truth, you know, um, and you can you can hear the truth yes. in the other things, and and like you said, Steve, you can sometimes hear when it's not the truth. Like I can hear when personal bias comes into something that someone might say. Most of those those real good spiritual teachers though leave out most of the personal bias. I think. Yes, it's difficult. I mean, even three principles um, teachers can introduce personal yeah. bias, can't they? Uh, and it's it's we we do that. <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> yes. It is. So, Jill, um, one question I have is that now that you, when you um, work with uh, with uh, clients, is your work mainly um, focused towards kind of easing suffering and and helping people feel better, or or I are you working more towards um, helping people sort of? Uh, go for unrealized dreams and, and, um, and you know dream bigger so well, to speak none, I mean people sometimes come to me because of anxiety due to the book um, that's focused on anxiety so they're mm. they're under the impression that that I'm there to help them feel better but uh, what I really only am trying to do is 
is um, you know point people to where their experience of life comes from and then what happens from there happens from mm. there so more and more that's that's what I try to mm. focus on and, and tell them you know ex show them more that that all the experiences are fine and you know that they just don't have to be afraid of their experience as as, as Sid said you know if, if everyone did wasn't afraid of, of mm of their experiences, you know, imagine how life would be. And it, it's hard because, of course, people who come in with anxiety, you know, especially if they have panic attacks and things like that, they they, they, they especially want to talk to me when they're in the midst of something bad, <laughs> you know, or, or what they're calling as bad. And, and, mm. and it's hard because there's nothing much you can do when a person's in a full-blown anxiety attack, you know. They're not going to generally see mm. anything during that time. But... Um, you know, I, I what I, I try to explain to people, and, and what I talk about a lot in the book is to um, you know just seek evidence in your everyday life that how things are coming from you, how how your experience is coming from thought in the moment, not from outside stuff. You know, when you when you believe it in, at the moment, you're not going to see it, but maybe later, you know, the next day, just like I did with my husband when he said okay. You know, if if you can see it. Uh, uh, later, you know, look at it closely. How how did how was this thought? And then, just keep on proving it to yourself over and over again. Keep seeking evidence, and and that's mm. what's going to help anyone. Because if they conceive how the world really works, and that it's just one big funny joke that we that we that we think you know that we think that the outside <laughs> is, is harming us and can do stuff, then that's when that's the game changer. Mm. That we think that we're in control as well, that we know what we're going to think, we know how we're going to feel. That we should we should only have positive feelings, and that that mm. that things don't ebb and flow, that things don't change, that it's like a ride to ride. You know, we're, we're riding the wave, and it's just uh, it's just some sort of we're just riders. But when we when we're dancers, up, even when we, you think it's never going to stop. You know, this time it's it's for real. Yeah. And I'm going to be like this forever. You, you know, you just get that feeling. But you know, you have to look for when it does stop too, and look for those good times. Realize that you do have um, peaceful moments and things like that. People, people, uh, unless you sometimes point that out to them, you know, they 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 think they say I'm anxious every moment of every day, and it's generally not true. Yeah. Mm. So I'm just um, wondering for for any of our listeners who might be you know interested in working with you, how would you how would you describe coaching your coaching style, style Joe? I'm, I'm not like I've never taken coaching classes, so I don't know what the different <laughs> styles are. I just you know I just listen to to them and, and yeah. basically what I what I I feel like I do is listen to what they're saying and then point out where it's where there's. Um, seeing outside in rather than inside out, and and try and and point them to how it mm. came from them. That, that's that's like all I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I suppose in, in some ways that's that's all any of us do. Is uh, yeah, we can point out that you know we're uh, probably like that's the direction you should be looking looking at. You know, perhaps yeah, take I a mean second they're look. They're not gonna see it of course um but you just that's all you can do is just keep pointing it out mm. i mean it was it was difficult for me at first being a consultant and telling people what to do my whole you know career was i i tend to yeah, lean yes. towards that way where i'm trying to tell people things to do but um i'm seeing more and more there is nothing to do so that becomes easier to 
to <laughs> to not be doing. Yeah, that that that's very uh, familiar to me. I came from I come from a strategy background. He was also like consulting, and and everything was about advice and and knowledge and uh, at data and and just telling people like a better way to do something. And and all of a sudden I realized. I remember I was having this um, coaching conversation with someone, and. Uh, they were telling me about a problem of theirs and I remember thinking in my head like why is that a problem but then I thought to myself like that's not a good enough question and so as the person was talking I was processing that question like you know I wonder if it's coming from I can't remember exactly how it went but I wonder if it's coming from the fact that um, you know they have issues with uh, uh, with self-esteem or with their superiors or something like this and so I was kind of half listening and then at the end, you know, I asked him a question that I was convinced like this is a killer question, like this is gonna just this is gonna crack the nut. And and I asked that question that I've been formulating in my head and and, and they just kinda went, Well, I guess and nothing. And I realized at that point that you know, the problem was that I was trying to solve their problem. I was trying to do the work for them. And instead what I should have just done is is ask that simple questions like, well, why do you think that's a problem? And then help them explore it little bit by little bit. And uh, that changed a lot for me. And, and I still sometimes catch myself um, trying to give advice and, and, and point out the flaws yeah. maybe yeah, too eagerly in some way. It feels like it just takes experience. And um, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I hear you. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I guess when you when when you if you don't believe any any thought, if it's like your default, like any thought is like Byron Katie. One of the things that she says in her book is every time you think something, add a question mark at the end of it. Yeah. Always, mm. you know. So if that's your default, whenever somebody says something, you you do, well, why do you think that, or why is that? You know, you you would you would automatically just ask them, can you explain that? Because you, you, you're not buying into it. You, you don't believe anything that they say. So you're always, if you don't believe it, you can, well, can you explain? Can you explain? Can you tell me more? And then you just, you just got this natural way of being curious. And then they just, they just get to sort of speak themselves out, also, I guess. To, to me, cause, because I've yeah, that, seen for myself more and more, especially recently, that, you know, that those thoughts, my own thoughts, have to be a question mark, you know, like that just more and more trying to point them to the fact that their thoughts are not you know that they need to be suspect of all of their own thoughts as well you know because you know for, for me yeah. I just think of there's like a crazy person that lives in my head so you know why why would I <laughs> why would I listen to it and you know you have just trying to point out more and more that that's not who we are and there's a good there's a guy online I don't know if you guys have heard of him um, Paul Hederman um, that has a lot of videos that no. um, he's really great for um, that's all he seems to talk about is how that voice in our head is and us um, and you know he, he pretty much every video is the same but it, you listen to him a, a few a bunch of times and you start to really get what he's saying uh, it's really interesting it, no, is he a three principles, principles. person he comes from a recovery background actually oh. he was a ah. Steve what's his name again Steve I think no, Paul, Paul, Paul Hederman. Oh. His, his um, YouTube channel is Zen Bitch Slap. But he was a drug addict. Oh he was a major okay. drug addict. <laughs> you know, all kinds of things. But very interesting yeah. character. Right. And he's, he's like someone you'd meet at the bar. Don't watch him if, you yeah. have, if you're sensitive to language. 
<laughs> right, okay, thank you. Yeah, I think we'll uh, we'll include that uh, a link to that on uh, in the in the show notes, so um, people don't have to look for it. I have a qu- I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure where we are with time, but I have a question for you, Jill. Uh, maybe a last question. I'm curious about our podcast with Steve and Auntie. What is it that? Um, uh, why are you listening? I'm curious. What 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 do you what are you noticing? Um, yeah, I mean, I I pretty much have all the three principles podcasts on my iPad that I that I know of. So I because I, I do still like to listen to three P stuff. Um, so you know, yours just comes in when I'm <laughs> listening to podcasts, and I I find it interesting when you guys are doing like coaching and 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 things. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just it's always nice to hear other people's perspectives on the three P's, and you guys do talk about it yeah. slightly differently, I would say, than you know some of the the, the first generation people. Because I do find, like I said before, you know, you, you start to hear the same things over and over. Um, so hearing different voices in the, this yeah. is, is always good. Have you thought of doing your I own podcast? haven't done it. I always I'm waiting for my son mm. to invent a machine that when you think of something like it, it just becomes a reality. <laughs> which it kind of does, but <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I can Yeah, yeah you know, I, I'll, I'll buy one of those when he makes it. Became real, it'd be awesome. Yeah. It'll be made by Apple. <laughs> right. That's all I know. <laughs> Might be pretty expensive. Is it worth it, do you think, mm. to do? Like, are you getting anything out of it? Well, it's, I think it's hard to say. Uh, I think the, our, our listen numbers are growing, and the, the feedback that, uh, that uh, I think we're getting personally is, is very good. Uh, how much of a, like a business impact it has, I don't know. And uh, to be honest, I don't think either one of us, like Steve or I, we would ever did this for any other means than we were having these conversations anyways, and we just thought that, well, why not record them and share them with yeah. the world, and maybe somebody will benefit. Yeah. So, so you know, it's it's I don't know. Like for you, you might have different uh, reasons for doing it. So for for us, I think it's totally worth and doing that, it. But I mean, that's that's you know. always the reason. Just if you know, you're not. It doesn't sound like it's taking any extra time up for you if you're you're talking anyway. You know, as often as you would for this, then that's you know. That's awesome. I think, I do think, uh, I mean, again, just from listening to you now, I think you would be very listenable if you did do a podcast because, as, as again, you have a very a very simple way of sharing this, which I think simple is always yeah, the best. Thank you. That's, that's, I agree, and that's that's what I try to, try to do because it, it this kind of stuff can sound so complicated, but it's it's actually very simple. Yeah. Are, are you guys planning to have more guests and stuff? Um, am I the first one, or? I think I think yes, we are. I, you're like the second guest that we've 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 had. Um, obviously, at the time of this recording, we haven't released uh, the first episode that we uh, the interview that we did. But I think the idea is to do it every. Um, I don't know. Perhaps three or four episodes. We'll have a we'll have an interview in there, and and what we want to kind of do with the interviews is is uh, introduce people that I think no most people most of our listeners have not heard of, but I think that they should uh, hear about them. That you know it's people like you that have uh, you do good things. You you have like interesting ideas and thoughts, and uh, 
you know it's uh it's it's uh you know i think it's a uh, it's a good service for both you and our audience to to do yes. these interviews yeah so if you have anybody <laughs> that you think we could interview please let us know i have Jill. a few in mind <laughs> oh marvelous yeah i mean it, it, it is interesting listening right. to different people's perspectives it's um we all make something unique of this understanding yes. And it's interesting yeah. just the to first hear one, that. The first one you should do is is um, yeah, especially because she's she's got the best understanding of anyone I know, and she's probably the the least that people people don't know of her. It'll be interesting to see if you guys know her. Have you heard of Deborah Simmons from the UK? She you don't, you have to talk no. to her. I'll introduce you guys. Okay, thanks. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Wonderful. So, um, thank you so much, Jill, for for coming on this podcast with us. Yeah, thank you, Jill. And uh, and uh, so, just um, want to like remind our audience that that Jill has a book book out about anxiety, and it's called "Victim of Thought: Seeing Through the Illusion of Anxiety." Yeah, and I think you can get it at least on Amazon. Too. I'm keeping it very low priced. Brilliant. And if you want to get in touch with Jill, I guess through your website, what did you do yes, with jill.com um, is the place to do it, the, right? The newsletter there that comes out every other week to get the new posts, which would be great. Thank you very Fantastic. much. I, I'm going I'm to sign up straight after this uh, oh, conversation, Jill. <laughs> All right. You. Thanks, Jill. Take care, everyone. Bye. And we'll be back next week with that. Uh, Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Episodes in Troubled Thinking. If you've enjoyed our podcast, we would really appreciate it if you took a minute to leave an honest review on iTunes, because this will help other listeners discover us as well. We hope you have a great week, and we'll be back with a brand new episode next week.